Always Aggravated, a Mike Valenti signature podcast. On this week's episode of Always Aggravated, we sit down with the legend, Bar Rescue's John Taffer. We also have a Christmas debacle in Roberto's household as kids have no understanding of a budget. And of course, the NFL power rank for week 13. Well, it is our pleasure uh, this week on Always Aggravated. Uh, th- this is my guy. He is the star of one of my favorite shows, Bar Rescue. On Paramount, he is a best-selling author, a motivational speaker. He also wears aggressive blazers and then lights your business up verbally. He is John Taffer. John, what's going on? Yes, absolutely. Man's man. <laughs> I like the aggressive blazer line, Mike. I've never heard that one before. Oh, uh, listen, it doesn't go unnoticed. And after this is done, I want to find out who's making them for you because it's very exciting weekly for me. Oh, it's actually a funny story when you're ready for it. Yeah, I'm ready now. Hit me. So, you know, there's a guy in Brooklyn by the name of Martin Greenfield who makes all my jackets for me. And when you're on TV, you can't wear the same blue and freaking gray jacket every time. So I go and I pick off fabrics and he makes me my jackets. He is the uh, tailor who's made the last five presidents suits. Wow. And he's got these special threads that are red, white, and blue, and he makes all the suits, and he made President Obama's suit. And when he's leaving the White House after fitting Obama's suit, Martin Greenfield is an 87-year-old Holocaust survivor. He is one cocky old guy. So he's leaving the White House, and the Secret Service says to him, Mr. Greenfield, would you like us to tell you when the president is wearing one of your suits? And he says, no, thank you. When a president's wearing a suit that fits perfectly, I'll know it's mine. Oh, <laughs> oh the balls on this guy. That's a boss move. What a line. It is. When I dug into you a little bit, because I started watching the show when it first came on, but it was really your your life is wild. And, like, a couple things. You, you move out. You're born in Long Island. You move out to L.A. Next thing yep. you know, you're running the door at the Troubadour, which is one of the hot yep. spots, Elton John place. Then you manage the place within two years. You want to explain how you pull that off? You know, it's funny. I, I went to the true, to L.A. as a musician, Mike. I was a drummer, and I played in a whole bunch of bands back then, and, and I was doing my music scene. And I started, you know, getting involved in managing bands and calendars. And Doug Weston, the owner of the Troubadour, one day, uh, uh, I was sitting with him talking about, uh, you know, trying to get a band in his calendar. And he looks at me and goes, ah, you should run this place. And he threw the keys at me. True story. And uh, uh, suddenly I was running the Troubadour in Hollywood. And uh, obviously to run such a legendary place was uh, an incredible way to get into the business. But I learned everything you shouldn't do as a bar owner when I ran the Troubadour. <laughs> so did you see any, did you, did you get to witness any really famous bands like Van Halen or any of these guys that were coming up around that time? Uh, not Van Halen so much, is, but you know, uh, I was in the uh, there in 79, 80, 81. The Knack was there. I was there at the end of the whole punk thing. Right. I remember Fear, Black Flag, wow. Man, all those guys. But when I took over the Troubadour, the place was flooded. They had no money. There was about two feet of water in the kitchen. <laughs> so we got, we got shipping pallets and put them on the floor. We all walked above the water in the shipping pallets. We had <laughs> oh, no <geez>. freaking money. <laughs> so... So we came up with this idea to do the 25th anniversary of the Troubadour. And we called everybody from uh, Linda Ronstadt to Jackson Brown to Elton John, George Carlin. And we put together a one-month 25th anniversary of the Troubadour. And, Mike, they all came back. So Springsteen came back. The Knack came back. Jackson Brown, Elton John, George Carlin. They all came back and played a night. And we made a lot of money that month. And we were able to fix up the Troubadour. And it's still alive today. Now, I, I read, because you also, you ended up running Barney's Beanery, which is you know the famous Jim Morrison story. And everyone knows it. But is, is it true your first day there, you wiped out the entire staff? Uh, uh, pretty damn close. My first day there as manager, what happened was I started as a bartender first. I started as a bartender. My first day, I'm not even there five minutes, and the head bartender comes up to me and says, John, we steal here. I said, what do you mean? He goes, you've got to take at least 150 a day or it doesn't balance. They'll see that you're out of whack with us, and, and so you've got to take your 150 a day. I don't know how to steal. I was a pretty new bartender back then. I didn't know how to do it. I was terrified by it. So you know, I didn't. I couldn't bring myself to do it. So I was the only one not stealing. So everybody else wound up getting caught. And when I took over as manager, I just finished it up. <laughs> <laughs> Wipe them out. No, and it's it's like 
Another like a, another great example, and, and it was I couldn't believe it when I read it. I thought it was like it, it couldn't be real. How the hell do you end up at, at Grossinger's in, in the Catskills of all places, where Dirty Dancing is filmed? I really don't <laughs> see you thriving in that type of climate. Okay, so I'm I'm, I'm running the Troubadour and Barney's Beanery. I'm playing music. I'm listening to three bands a night at the Troubadour. I'm ready to rip my eyes out after three years a day of three bands a night. Three years, rather, three bands a night, uh, particularly punk bands. So I go to Barney's. I'm at Barney's Beanery. I get, uh, there was an article written on me when I ran the Troubadour. I get a phone call from a headhunter. says to me, John, there's a food and beverage director's position opening at Grossinger's, one of the largest resorts in America. It's a 1,200-acre resort with golf courses, convention centers, go there as food and beverage director. They really want you. Well, I had never had a job like that before, Mike. So I went after the opportunity and went there and became food and beverage director. We had, I guess, about 600 employees in our department. It was a huge convention resort hotel. Uh, when I left, I was resident manager. And, you know, it brought me into the hospitality world and made me a real food and beverage director and resort manager. And then from Grossinger's, I went to, uh, oh, I don't want to get ahead of you, but Pulsations is the story. In That's the one. Well. That's I need to understand how a guy ends up building a club with a spaceship in it that's 12 floors. <laughs> I just, John, I, help, help me understand. You, you get signed on to help build the place. And it's, what is it, 82 or 83? It's a $14, 15000000 million project. That's, that's unbelievable. Yes, I'm running Grossinger's. I'm doing really, really well. And the same headhunter calls me. Because I did good last time, Michael, get another fee, right? Yeah, sure, and you're, you're a hell of an interview, right? And he, I am, and he sets me up with this gentleman who, who became one of my heroes in life, a gentleman by the name of Leon Altimos, who was a developer in Philadelphia, had a remote starter on his car because the unions were always hunting him down because he built everything non-union. Really courageous guy. You don't build non-union in Philadelphia. The roofers' union will take you down. So he literally sent his family out of state, had remote starters in his car. The guy was actually an amazing man. Calls me up and says, I want to build the greatest nightclub in the world. There's no budget. So we hire a company. We build this thing called Pulsations in Glen Mills, Pennsylvania. Uh, it has a 27-foot-wide spaceship that weighs four and a half tons that flies into the room and deposits a $400,000 robot on the dance floor that looks like uh, 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 an alien. And if anybody's curious to see it, they can go to Facebook and put in Pulsations Nightclub, and there's a page that has the videos in it. Or Google it. And the robot comes out of the spaceship in one of the most impressive technological nightclub shows I've ever seen. That robot was in Rocky Four. Oh, the one the that yeah, Four. the one that's walking around his driveway. At his house, yeah. yeah. Yes, and, and brings Paulie his birthday cake. Right. <laughs> that was uh, an amazing thing. And in 1983, when we opened that club, we did $650,000 our first week open. Good Lord. And I got to tell you, you know, I look at Omnia in Vegas and Hakkasan in Vegas and Marquee and all the greatest nightclubs in the world, and none of them have shit. On pulsations. Wow. You know, we did all that stuff a long, long time ago. One of the things you talked about with, with all the places you worked and then it, with the pulsation stuff and running it, and, and certainly there were you know some issues there in the beginning, and you, it was open for, what, yep. 13 or 14 more years. You said, I, had, I was a no man in a yes man's business. You want to explain that a little bit? Sure. You know, uh, everybody in this business says uh, uh, a yes to the man with the money. You know, you want to be in a bar business, there's a lot of ego in a bar business. You typically don't disagree with these people because they want it done their, their way. I was never that way. I was always extremely blunt. You know, years ago, I had major contracts with Anheuser-Busch, and my employees always tell a story. I go to the, I go to the, Bush, the Anheuser-Busch offices in St. Louis, and I'm sitting in a boardroom, and they come in to pitch their five-year plan to me because they like my opinion. And they, this is the board. They come in, they pitch their five-year plan and their charts and their graphs and their pictures and what I call bureaucracy. And, I mean, these guys got more numbers than even freaking exist. And then they show me this plan and they say, what do you think? And the next line out of my mouth is, I think you guys are fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a true story. And, you know, if you look at the sales of that company, I was right. <laughs> but I, I think I think that's what's great about the, the show is like it's it, you feel like you live in a world of bullshit where everything on TV is just very PC or, or very honesty isn't there. And you like you approach it from a business perspective, like, dude, you're a half million dollars in debt. Your life is about to end. Clean your friggin floors. Like it's just there's an honesty about it. And I think that's what the appeal is. I think that's true. But, you know, I think we should all know in business that all of us get paid to do something better than we did yesterday, period. Your show better be better than it was yesterday, or, or we're dead, right? Yeah. So, so, so you don't get better than yesterday saying yes to everything, period. End of discussion. You only get better evaluating everything, saying, no, maybe we can do better. How about a maybe? But before I say yes, let me make sure we can't do better. One of the things, and, and I, I want you to, to clear it up for me, because I, I know you didn't invent it, but you had the concept to it, and certainly for our line of work in sports, it's played a major role for us. But you were actually involved in, in the concept of NFL Sunday Ticket. You want to talk us through that? Sure. Uh, um, I had one sports bar operator of the year. I'm guessing, Mike, this is 94, 95. Forgive me, I'm not great at years. And that year, I get a phone call from a company, and I'll tell the story quickly, from ComSat, which is a satellite management company in Herndon, Virginia. They have miles and miles of uplink dishes. They manage all the satellites in the sky for the government and everything else. So they have the pay-per-view movie system, the direct TV that they deliver, and they deliver all the signals and programs out there. They hired my company to do a feasibility study on something they called out-of-market sports programming. And the original premise was that you, uh, uh, if you were in Miami, you could buy a Dallas Cowboys signal in Miami. You'd see the local coaches go and you could buy the game. So my company was hired by ComSat to determine the feasibility of that. So we went and we did a financial analysis of the industry. We determined what the industry could pay. We determined that it could be a profit center. And we created this, I don't know, 60, 80-page feasibility study. Got paid about a quarter of a million dollars for it. Gave the document to ComSat. ComSat then comes back to us a second time a couple weeks later and says, this is really great. We love the numbers. Tell us what the product looks like. So we do a second uh, contract with them, and we developed a product, which was then not called Sunday Ticket. It was called Out-of-Market Sports Programming. So we created the premise that you'd have marketing materials and ad slicks, and you'd pay your subscription fee of about $4 a seat, and you'd have to send in your fire code certificates so you're not lying about how many seats you have. And as we're developing the model, something happened called compression. And compression meant that you could receive multiple signals on one transponder. So now, rather than having seven of those huge frickin' satellite dishes to get seven games at once, which is what they had back then, I could get seven games on one dish. That changed the world. So when that technology happened while we were developing the product models, it became Sunday Ticket where you could get seven, eight games at the same time on multiple transponders on one dish. Then we put together the promotion programs, the marketing programs, the ad slick programs, all that stuff, and put that into another document and gave that to ComSat. And that was the initial development of the Sunday Ticket product. They then came back to us a third time and said, wow, we love the market, we love the product, who the hell do we sell it to? And then we did a third document for them that listed all the, you know, the Fridays and the Damon's Ribs and all the operators around the country that would buy it. And, and that was back when it was a commercial-only product. I mean, it was only correct. in bars. That's correct. That was the original premise. They then, ComSat, then took my three documents uh, of feasibility, product, and marketplace, brought it to the NFL to license the signal from the NFL, which was the original plan. The NFL read the documents, saw the viability of the product, and said, no, thank you, we'd rather develop it ourselves created an advisory board for NFL Enterprises, put me on it, and their team really detailed it out, and I just played a support role from that point on. And that's the story. I want to read you a quote, because I need you to fill in the blanks. I think it's one of my favorite quotes from when I was researching you. Ready? Quote. Yep. This is in your pitch meeting for Bar Rescue. You will never fucking be on television. You're too old. You're not handsome. You're wasting your time. Close quote. <laughs> A, has that guy been shit-canned yet? And B, 
How the hell did that, where did that meeting go from there? So, so that was a friend of mine. Years ago, I had created a restaurant concept called TV Land, and I was doing it in partnership with Viacom and Paramount. And unfortunately, we never built it because 9-11 happened. But while I was licensing all the TV shows, I developed a friendship with the guy who ran TV for Paramount. I don't want to say his name. No, no, no. Even though he's, a, even though he's an ass, and that I'll say online. But, but he, he, uh, uh, I went to see him with my idea. I was really excited about it. He goes, John, you will never fucking be on television. You're too old. You're not good-looking enough. Forget it. So I went and I made a sizzle reel on my own after he said that on the bandetta. I sent it to four companies. I got four freaking offers, four out of four. <laughs> he views the show premiered less than a year later, and I sent him a dozen black roses when the show premiered. Yeah, I, think, I think what the guy probably didn't know about you is that when you tell John Taffer you're, you can't do something, you probably go into overdrive, you know what I mean? And that's what fuels you. It does. And, and by the way, him saying that to me is what probably got me on TV. Right. <laughs> Way, yeah. Wow! Yeah. So, and by the way, he's a, he's out of the television business now. I don't know how. Many that's what I wanted to know. See, now you're giving me. Now you're giving yeah. me the sugar I was looking for. I had to know if this guy got shit canned. Yeah, he did, and he got shit canned three or four times after that, and now he's in a quote new media world. Uh, good, yeah, good, good for him. Uh, <laughs> All right, with the show, because I, I don't I don't lie about it. like on our on our regular radio show, I often use taphorisms like for no good reason. I'll just shout out. You don't deserve to serve food. It's just <laughs> it's, it's I can't help it. But like when you walk into these places, I, I, do you ever say to yourself, like, I know we're here to do a show and I know I got to help this person. But Jesus Christ, you're dumb as bricks. Do you ever look and go, my God, I can't save this person? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm shocked, honestly, Mike, that, that, that it even exists to that level. I'm fucking blown away by it sometimes at the depth because you can sit to these people and have an intelligent conversation one minute, and the next minute they're the biggest morons in the world. A lot of it is ego. You know, they won't close out of ego, but they probably should have closed years ago before they were a million dollars in debt, and, you know, and their kid became homeless. But, you know, ego makes terrible choices. And then they do everything for themselves, you know? Mike, if you're going to open a bar, don't build it for you, man. Build it for your customers. You could hate it. <laughs> well, you they love it, 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 it doesn't matter. And, and you're on record as saying you wouldn't own a bar. Like, you, you, it is just not, it looks like a ton of fun, but you yourself wouldn't do it anymore. You used to manage well, your own 17 of them, but you would say now you wouldn't do it. Well, I, I, yes, I would, but I gotta, uh, I'll tell you a secret that I've not said publicly in the media anywhere. I am in the process of signing a document to open my first bar on the Strip in Vegas. Where and when? We're in Vegas three to four times a year. Name it. <laughs> I can't, I can't tell you, I'll tell you this. It's Center Strip. I can't mention the name of the hotel. We're about a week away from getting a deal done, but I'll tell you what. I'll come back in a few weeks and we'll talk about it. How's that? You, got, you have a deal. Hell, when we're out in Vegas, we'll sit down live with you if you like. Love to. Okay. Love to. Um, so, so I am sort of sneaking back. You the are. Business, but I'm doing it in a very different way. My, my one thing is, look, you go to these places, and, and, and I know the process is the, the owners are told you're going to go to one of three spots, and you may show up, you may not, et cetera, right? How the hell? More than that. Okay. How the hell I do these people? much more than that. Okay. Let me, let me play with you for a minute. Go ahead. For example, I'll put in extra lights and equipment inside the bar. And then I'll send my crew in to start taking stuff down. And they'll say, sorry, he went to a bar across the street. Oh, <laughs> no way. He went to a bar on the other side of town. They start pulling all the equipment out. And suddenly now they start drinking and they let their hair down. There That's it one is. Trick oh. I do. That's brilliant. There it is. Another thing that I'll do is they think I'm coming tomorrow and I walk in today. <laughs> Jesus. They think I'm coming three hours ago. I don't come at all. And then they get a phone call saying I'm on the other side of town. I have to fake them out to make it real. But yet, no, no matter when you walk in, it seems like every single time they're never prepared. No, they never take them up to the why. place. That's why, guys. I have to work hard at this to keep it real. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's almost, John, the minute they click the application, and I know there's a chance of, of Hurricane <laughs> yeah. Taffer walking in in a canary blazer. Take a mop to the place. Just fake it. Try. You walk but, into some of these places. I go, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, 
if they if they if they saw the dirt and realized it was wrong, they would have cleaned it before I got there anyway. Uh, very before they true. Even called. Yeah, the point is they don't see it. They're there every day, but don't even you know it comes almost comes part of the environment. Yeah, I always say they look, but they don't see. Oh, you know? oh. so all right. It, but, it, you know, it's it's uh, 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 when I watch it, it's 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 interesting. I don't watch the casting reels. I have a company that does that for me, so I don't like to see the people. I don't like to know what they look like. I don't like to know anything. I go in completely <laughs> blind, <laughs> oh, Jesus. and I'm the only reality star I'm told that does that. They all get read-throughs and briefs and directions and where to go. I just freaking walk in blind. And that's why the show works, because it is completely real. And fortunately, I work with a network that has the confidence in me to let me do that. You know, because they're spending a lot of money. Typically, they want to know what they're going to get. They don't know what they're going to get until we give them the show. But that's what makes the show uh, uh, great. But I get a kick out of it. Sometimes they show me the casting reels after the fact. And the ones that have the biggest mouths, Mike, ah, it's got nothing on me. I'm, I know as much as he does. Boy, if he says that to my wife, I'm going to take him out. <laughs> the guys that speak the biggest, they're crying in like 30 seconds when I get there. It's unbelievable. Oh, there's nothing, there's nothing better because you'll roll in, you, you verbally burn them to the ground. <laughs> what I know, and I'm going to tell you, Roberto, what I love what John does, then you know mid-episode you're going to get the emotional Taffer sit-down. And then he's patting him on the back a little bit. We're going to rebuild this for your dad. This guy, 10 minutes ago, was MF and John. And then they're sitting down, and then he's like his therapist. I wait for it every episode. I love it. Uh, well, I can't tell you too much, but as we talk right now, Mike, I'm down in Puerto Rico. Uh, I'm, in, I'm in old San Juan sitting on the ocean. It's beautiful down oh. and I'm produ- And I'm shooting my new show, which is six episodes, and it's not a business show at all. It's all about relationships. Oh my! How do I sign up for that? Yeah, we've got we've got somebody for your show on our show. If you'd like it, <laughs> well, we should talk. But I'm doing my first six episodes now. We haven't even done a pilot. We went right to series on it. Wow! And and we're shooting it right now, and it'll premiere in April. But it's all relationship driven. And you know what's interesting? My every failing business is a failing owner. Right, there's always an individual that drives the performance of anything else. And if, if you know, if you don't attack and fix that individual, then, then you know what you do in the business doesn't mean anything. And that's the way I look at it. I always start with them. You notice that it's always about them initially because they're the screw up. <laughs> no, it's the truth. It's always top down. Yep, absolutely. There are a couple moments. Absolutely. You want to talk about attacking an owner? I, I said this to the guys, because this, John, you don't understand, and I know I'm a sicko, but, like, these quotes have now infiltrated my my entire uh, l- linguistic. Like, I talk with friends, <laughs> and I say these things. I'll be at a restaurant with my wife, and if we don't like the appetizer. Like, it, it's, you, you, I saw a woman's soul leave her body. You, you remember the cook, Tammy? I think it was the start of season two. Oh yeah! You roll it's in. Meltdown. Oh, it was—it's unbelievable. <laughs> you shut it down. Nobody eats. I mean, I've said that at a restaurant. You're throwing crab at her. Lettuce is flying. How dare you touch chicken, John? When you sat there and you blow up at her, how is how does that person get out of bed in the morning? Like, I, how, well, I how do you tell you the backline to that story is unbelievable? I have a culinary, a chef that I travel with. And her name is Narice, and she's been with me for a number of years. And, you know, I work with her on set. I have a culinary team to develop the recipes and the drinks and everything that I work with. And, you know, they'll help me with the kitchen equipment and design and make sure everything happens as I want it to and all that. So before I went into that bar, Narice pulls me aside, my culinary director, and says to me, John, do me a favor. This cook is really fragile. Her son isn't feeling well. You know, she's really terrified of you. Would you do me a favor and please be nice to her? Oh, Jesus. I said, okay, Narice, I will. And then I walked in, and in 30 seconds, that's what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and it's unreal. People, if you haven't seen it, you need, you can find it. I mean, there are Taffer rants all over YouTube, et cetera. You go and look. This, you will see this woman's soul leave her body. And she is left as a blank, like she had a lobotomy. He just, yeah. it was, oh, it's phenomenal. I could watch it a hundred times. But, but remember, she was about to feed my own daughter, Rochester. Right. Oh. I was legitimately pissed. The only time, I, there's only two other times I think I've seen you that angry. And one was when the uh, the dirt bag was hitting on your wife with the vagina joke, with the whole arm routine. Oh, yeah. And oh, then yeah, that was something else, huh? 
Uh, well, hey, that's that, yeah, something else. Something else. They didn't knock him out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's something else. No, the other one was the the short guy in Denver. I think it was Ami or Amir, the Zanzibar. Oh yeah, where he calls. <laughs> yeah, and he calls. I think it's Brian Denny, right? Your your chef. Uh, yes, fat boy. Yeah, he calls him fat boy, and all of a sudden, and I this is where it's in group text with my friends. John just turns around and goes, you disrespectful son of a bitch. <laughs> I, it was almost like watching a football game. I stood up, and I'm fist pumping. I'm going, this is great. John, how the hell didn't you beat his ass? Because you two started shoving. Well, you know, I did beat his ass because that's what you're laughing at. I just didn't do it with my fist, did I? It was, yeah. oh, it's, 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 this is why I love the show. It's because there's moments, and it's unbelievably entertaining. John, so yeah, when you do this, you've done what now? Almost 200 of these rescues? Yeah, we've done 169 bar rescues, 20 back to the bars, and four, and four taffers worst. We're approaching the record books, guys. Last week, Thanksgiving week, Bar Rescue was on TV for 57 hours. <laughs> I know. I watched 26 of it. <laughs> it's just, it's, we're getting in the record books, you know. I'm, I'm just blown away by the success of it. Guys, in all the things that I've done in my life, nothing has been more gratifying to me than this. That's what I was going to ask you. People spend their time watching me and listening to me. I can't tell you, you know, how gratifying that is. And, you know, what this it's the hardest work of my life, a uh, uh, bar rescue. But it's the most gratifying for sure. What's one of the biggest success stories? You've gone in, you fixed it, and then it doesn't only survive or doesn't only make, you know, let's say a 30% change. But, like, there's got to be some that you go and you turn it into a gold mine. You know, is there one that yeah. rises above the rest for you? Well, Spirits on Bourbon is up about $10 million since I left. And, you know, they're, they're always quick to send money to any charity I ask them to and all of that. They're wonderful guys. But Spirits on Bourbon, when I left, their sales went up almost $2 million a year. They sell 16,000 resurrection cocktails a month. Yep, and that was the I remember. That was the one when your chef expert, and forgive me, I forget his name, he ate the gumbo and he puked. Oh, and he puked. I remember. And that was also the one with the barbershop chair. And yes. They'll go through about six liters of tequila in that chair every night. That bar is a gold mine. So then what else is there? I mean, you, you've done it all. You, you're your best-selling author. You're a motivational speaker. You're very hard to book. You've got another TV show. I know you've got a project that you will soon announce, and, and hopefully we'll, we'll get yep. you back on at some point. So what, what is it? You've done it all. I, I know you're involved in whiskey in, in Colorado. Like... What else is there? Yeah, I have a, 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 a minority partner in, in what I think is the greatest historian in the country run by somebody by the name of Colby and Ashley Frey, who are, uh, I think, the best historians in the country. I'm really proud about that. I also have, and this will shock you, I have a mixer line called Taffer Mixology that's coming out in Walmart stores uh, around the country in February. It's, it's start to finish. You got the Taffer training. You got the, you've come out with your own POS system, right? You, you've, you've done it all. You're top to bottom. Yes. We, we're working with a company called Shift4. We've created something called Smart POS, which is the first POS system in the world that has revenues and promotions built in it, and it acts like your partner. It's almost like having me there with you. If your sales go down or something goes down, it tells you, and it tells you how to fix it. You still, cool. got, you still got season tickets to the Golden Knights, or do you not have any free time to actually use them? Uh, you know, guys, I, I, of course I have my season tickets. I'm such a nutcase. Look, I'm blessed, guys. I have an airplane. I'm such a nutcase. I fly back and forth all the time just to go to games. I love the Knights. In the past six, seven games, I, you know, I, I'm starting to feel like we got last year's team back. We've had a great few games. The energy and, and the passion seems back. It's a special team, guys. What happened last year was a very special season for any franchise. Well, John, I, I give you a chance at the end of this. Anything you want to promote, anything you want to talk to the people about, take it away, do your thing. No, buddy, I, I'm just uh, anybody curious in anything that we're doing can find me at johntaffer.com is our website, or John Taffer on Facebook or at John Taffer on Twitter. Everything is there. And this was fun, Mike. I'd love to do it again, guys. John, greatly appreciate it. I, I think we, we finish it then with your official tagline, shut it down. That's it. <laughs> Nobody eats. <laughs> hey, guys, you're the ones who need to shut it down, if you know what I'm saying. Oh. John, John, appreciate it greatly. Take care of yourself. We'll look talk to you in the future, okay? Take care, buddy. All Bye. right, you got it. All right, a quick break just to talk about our launch sponsor. It's the D Las Vegas. You're looking to get away, relax, have a good time. The Las Vegas has everything you need. I mean, hell, we're there every March for March Madness. And as I've said before, there ain't no better setup. On the strip, off the strip, it don't matter. Go to the D. Go to that chalet upstairs. It ain't nothing better. 
Bottom line, next time you go to Vegas, check out the D.com. Completely renovated. Downtown is not what you remember. Hell of a lot of new places. It's, it's a damn good time. There's really no other way to put it. And again, the D has everything you need. You're not going to spend a ton of money on the room. Take that money and go do fun things with it. Do what Sully does. Make a bunch of losing basketball bets. Or, well, or for Sully, fall asleep on the horse racing machine on the second floor vintage casino. The bottom line, the D's got it all. They got the sports book. They got the long bar. They got it all. Check it out. The D.com to book your stay today. It's the D.com, the D Las Vegas. And as you know, it is your home for Detroit sports in Vegas. Okay, with uh, Christmas, you know, we're in the season. It's upon us. We thought it'd be appropriate to kick it off with, well, something probably every parent goes through. Now, naturally, I don't have kids, but Roberto sure does. David sure does. Sully may, but he doesn't know them. (laughs) No, he does. The the point is. Let's hope not. uh, Everybody Christmas shopping. This is the time of year. This show ain't going to do you no good if we wait until damn near Christmas. Everybody's out and about acting like a maniac. And whether you got out and started the list on Black Friday or you're here, this is what's going on. Well, Roberto, you have a bit of a problem here because you have been upset all week about this regarding your kids' Christmas list and maybe a misunderstanding about whether dad is or is not an oil baron. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm not Jim Ursay, okay? Uh, uh... Take me through this now. So, yeah, I, I, I have sweaty palms just, like, looking at this list right now. So I come home from work one day, I think it was Saturday, and on the kitchen table are big, like, construction paper lists of, you know, my oldest son's list, my youngest yeah. son's list, and my wife's list. All right, well, forget about her. What are the... No, I mean, this is about the kids. I, know, I, know. I don't want to hear about what adults want. Get, get out of here. It's How old are you two, your two sons? Twelve and eight. Very expensive time. Okay, yeah. David, your children? Eight and five. So he's at a different level than I am. And congratulations no, no, on number three. Welcome <laughs> no, back. No, no, here's no. Why it's I hear the vacation was very fruitful. <laughs> no, not three. Here's why it's different. David's kids are still in the range of toys, toys, toys. My kids are getting more of electronics. No, uh, we, we get electronics. You know what I mean? So the toys are kind of out. I, I like David, I like how he talks about your kids like you, right. you're, you're a bunch of podunk clowns. <laughs> they're they're nice. just toys. When David's when kids are still at the building phase <laughs> like Lincoln Logs. We're into electronics. <laughs> My God. We're smart. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Go ahead. All right. Now, some of the stuff, I, I'll be honest, I don't even know what the hell it is. Now, how long, so, hold on. How you long guys are going to have to help lists? me out. How long were these lists? Uh, there's on my oldest sons. There's 13 items. Uh, Sully can help me out. You guys can help me with this. I don't know what the hell. Uh, what are Kyrie fours? It's a Nike shoe, obviously. Yeah, that's a, okay. How much is that? Oh, timeout. First, of all. right, one ten probably. Oh, you don't know what Kyrie fours are? No, because he, he doesn't know who Kyrie Irving is. <laughs> that, fair, that's true. These <laughs> K- Kyrie four. Hey, what's a what's a Kyrie? <laughs> Why does my yeah. kid want something Korean? Right. We go in the mall looking like an idiot. <laughs> no, uh, Sully, uh, Kyrie Force hard to find? No. Um, so it's a readily available, it's not like a Yeezy or something like that. No, you could literally just go online or go to Foot Locker, go yeah. on Nike website, get those. All right, so that's 110 Let's bucks. see, 105 okay. it says. So yeah, it was $5 off. Okay. All right, now hold on. You're upset that your kid wants a pair of uh, kicks? Um... Well, let's just keep going on the list, and you can decide what is what. Here. I do have questions, okay. by the way, because as someone who doesn't have kids, yeah. do, you know who doesn't have $100 shoes? Me. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, Roberto, uh, okay, that was part of my question was, A, is it wrong when a parent decides what they want to buy for their kid versus what the kid wants? And then second of all, do, at any point having kids, do you begin to resent your kids? Like, where you're like, wait, I'm spending all this money on you. You don't bring any money into this household. You don't even do the chores I ask you to do. <laughs> oh, well, they better do the chores. Otherwise, they're not getting anything in my house. Oh, so this is, this is two completely different operations. I don't know about Roberto's this, house. This guy's running a country club yeah, over here. I do well, David, your wife on. doesn't even get a Christmas gift, so let's oh, be real. Oh, she gets what <laughs> she needs. Okay. That's well, the, 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 I'm not when we get to the second that. list, this will really apply because you, right. you guys will really get mad. So, at all right, the so finishing Yeezy, out this list, the, the Kyrie fours. Right. Go. Then there was uh, Xbox One X. All right, so that is the 4K adapter. It's gotta be what? Five hundred bucks? Three hundred? I think it's no, three hundred with all the controllers. You got to throw a couple of games. So in here's, there. but here's how this works. In, okay, if I ever asked for a video game system as a kid, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, so I'm, I'm serious now. 
You wanted to go down this list, but this is where you don't have the balls. This is where I do think I'd be a good dad if I decided to go down this road. Okay. That's all they get. Yeah, no, that, that would be a big a, ticket item. That That's is, a big ticket. No, that is the ticket. That would yeah. be now, you want to get him some candy. You want to get him some socks. Your stocking and the right, Yeah. Some long johns. And again, <laughs> now look. Roberto, I don't think there's any issue that, hey, I, I don't know if your kids have been good this year. I don't even know if you like your kids. I can't tell. They're fine. Everybody's fine. Okay. Well, then to me, now do they both want the Xbox or is it for one? One wants Xbox. One wants PlayStation. Oh, no. <laughs> so no, I've, I've consulted, I've consulted <laughs> with Evan Jenkins. These, these kids are running a racket. No. I've consulted with Evan Jenkins, and he's telling me to go PlayStation. So Here's the point. If you go that route, but they will share one system. David, that obviously. that is that is the one item though. That is, yeah, that's it. That's all you would okay, say. Well, is, it's oh, not. Apparently, item. it's not. So let's keep going. Okay. <laughs> um, vans clothes and vans shoes. That's a skateboarding. Yeah, brand, that's correct. Yes. All right, I'm not hip to Vans. Sully, I know you celebrate the entire collection. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been into Vans. Do they skateboard, though? Yes. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, then that makes total sense. Yeah, and here's it another, does. like, th Thrasher clothing. Uh, that's another, I don't know. Uh, probably another, like, um, Vans. Yeah, but what kid asks for clothing? <laughs> well, like, apparently, never, it, I, like, now I in never, middle school, it's like... Everyone's like one upping each other on like you know. Yeah, but I never ask yeah, but, for clothes. No, but never. See, hold on, time out. You don't recognize that's a teaching moment for you. That is the problem with kids. You don't need. Oh, I'm sorry. I have to one up you. No, dude, I wore the same sneakers to school multiple years in a row. Yeah, all right. Sure. We didn't have a lot. Right. But like Christmas time, that was the splurge. But like, what? Your kids want to wear a certain brand of clothes because <laughs> they got a one up Bob from Sterling Heights? <laughs> Get them Nans instead of Vans. Get them Nans. <laughs> My God. What do you mean one up? It's not high school. Right. Okay. So here's one. So speaking of that, here's one of the lists on the items are Gucci slides. Wow. All right. Well, we're done. <laughs> we're done. They I'm put sorry. That on the list. I didn't yeah. know Roberto's kid was little Luffy yeah. Hurt. Is this an 18 year old or a 12 year old? Uh, 12. You're not buying what? you're not buying Gucci sandals for your son. And that's if a you that's do, a boss thing to put on a Christmas list though. I will give him credit for that. <laughs> yeah, but that's right, Mike. What, what does he think his kid is? Machine Gun Kelly? Yeah. Well, those are I mean, they're only what 100 bucks more than the Kyrie's would be. Oh, so pick Mike. one. Wait a minute. You're telling me if you want sandals made by Gucci to $200. Yeah, I mean, oh, you could yeah. get Gucci slides for 210. Yes. That's outrageous. That's outrageous. I mean, you lot. could, but you could go up to, I yeah. mean, fifteen hundred, yeah, nine hundred. There's some more than that. Way but more. See, that's but is a, that really in fashion? Is that like, is that yes. like a like? I'm looking like right now. Bro. Straight guys are wearing this shit. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, dude. Yes. Gucci's a huge brand. But you it's don't know also what Gucci is. 210 oh. on their website right now. There's also yeah, some other my retailers. Mom used to have a purse or something. Well, other yeah, retailers right. have for one. But you have to understand what used to be in for old, wealthy Italian ladies yep. named Stella yeah. is now what kids are wearing. Like, have you seen the sweatpants with the angry face on them? Yeah. All the rappers are wearing them now. Right. It's it's called Bathing Ape. Yep. It's like 600 bucks for sweatpants. Yep. Kids are losing their mind. Oh, my God. Here's how it works, though. Wow. A lot of the kids who have this stuff, they got jerks for parents. That's the point. No 8-year-old or 12-year-old should be interested in a lifestyle brand. Here's the deal, bro. Yeah, when I don't you, have that lifestyle. Right. And when you create your lifestyle, you yes. go ahead and get it. Yes. But no, Roberto. Oh, we those, got we got uh, PlayStation, Xbox, we got all this new stuff. We're eating ramen every night. Your bro. son is a boss, though. <laughs> your son is a boss to even put it on the list. Yeah, I'll give him If credit. you don't ask, hey, you don't know, right? Right, true. but I that's think true. as a parent, don't you automatically roll your eyes and cross that crap oh, off? Of course. All right, so I wouldn't okay. be wrong. All right, now we go to the eight-year-old's list. Number one on the list, a real basset hound. <laughs> Another dog. So you already have one. You're yes, and he, uh, he's already a peg, pain in my balls. No. They, Do the cannot. kids take care of the first dog? No. I, I have always disagreed wow. with people who buy living, breathing things for Christmas. <laughs> a dog is a commitment. It requires yes. full yeah. family buy-in. Yes. There needs to be training. There need, I, no. My answer would be no. These kids that. have never picked up one pile of dog poop. Then they don't need a second one. That, see, get rid of the first one. I don't know what's more offensive to me: the Gucci slides or the Basset Hound. 
And I like the fact the kid goes, a real bags at home. No shit. What am I buying you, a fake though. one? He's smart, though, because he knows I'd get around that. Oh, you said you wanted a basset hound. Here's a stuffed animal. <laughs> <laughs> he gets him a beanie baby. He doesn't want a mutt. He doesn't want a yeah, mutt. You didn't specify. So. Uh, yeah, a purebred uh, basset yeah. <laughs> Okay, should an eight-year-old get Beats headphones for Christmas? No, absolutely not. I don't know about that. No, that's, I think he that, should. No, that's realistic. That, what? what? Yes, exactly. You can, yes. you can get those on Amazon oh, or eBay I, now I, for I, a I lot. Sorry, but I forgot. Let me introduce yeah. our guest on this week's Always Aggravated, Ricky it, Schroeder and, 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 from Silver Spoke. They're going to be broken in a week. It's mm. less than, you can get those for less than those Kyrie yeah. shoes. Why does I'm, eight, with Sully. I'm with Sully. Why does an eight-year-old need high-fidelity headphones? You want to help me? To what? Listen to Baby Shark? Do they use them at school? No. They don't use them at school with a tablet or anything like that because that can justify it. They will Maybe, use them but, all day, every day. But here's the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> you have to take care of these things. Even as adults, sometimes headphones can break. Or, this, you know, this world, my eight-year-old takes care of his stuff great. What's this yours world doing? has lost its mind. <laughs> Beats by Dre for an eight-year-old. Yeah, that's normal. See, I think that's realistic. That's okay. normal. Is this one realistic? A Bugatti. <laughs> <laughs> iPhone X. No. No. He should not get that. I will never see one of those in yeah. my lifetime. <laughs> I'm going to say no to the iPhone X. And frankly, I'm getting insulted, and I think your kids need to be talked to. I think okay, you should get the Here's iPhone another X. one where I really don't know what it is. My wife says that it's very expensive. I, I, I swear to God, I don't know what it is. Supreme Clothing. I quit. Uh, no. No. That's the same as what that bathing that? ape stuff. It's a lifestyle brand yeah. like DJ Pauly D wears. Very famous brand. It's a it's a famous brand where yeah. a T-shirt costs like $120. What does an eight-year-old need a Supreme T-shirt for? <laughs> can I give here, you, can I'll I tell you what? like a knockoff one? Here, no, I'll tell you what you're going to do. I'll go give to him a your, fake Rolex, too. Go to, yeah. your, go to your closet or go to your, uh, your, your, your uh, what do you call it, your dresser. Right. Pull out one of your wife beaters and spray paint right. Supreme on it and throw yeah. it at him. <laughs> What's wrong with these kids? That's not a bad idea. That's bullshit. He's eight years old. No, yeah, yeah, who dude. Are they? You, how are you raising these kids? This is outrageous. I, they don't see me doing any of this kind of stuff. Well, so that's why. Look that's, at me. That's my question. I'm a schlub. Who's influencing these kids? Because if they don't see it from you, they're uh -huh. seeing it you, from all someone. These YouTube idiots. My kids watch YouTube. They do you, don't. Do you monitor their internet time? Wow. Do you take them away from the TV? Of course. Really? But they still, you know, uh, oh, I'm sorry. monitor everything. Hey, what's next on the list? A Rolex Sky Dweller. Only 38 grand, the preferably that, the in white that gold. The that's not on here surprises me. No, but let me give you at least a price for the Supreme. So yeah. I went on a website right now of Supreme logo hooded sweatshirt, 3100 bucks. Go fuck yourself. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my God. God. I'm seeing a Supreme t-shirt just for 200 T-shirt. If you're DJ Paul, twelve hundred is another one. And you're playing a, what about set a fake one at One Oak. Maybe you're an eight-year-old. You live in Sterling Heights. Your dad collects vinyl. <laughs> I got news for you. Supreme ain't on a menu. Dad, why does it, the shirt says S U P R E E M? Is this the <laughs> same thing? Supreme. <laughs> yeah. Listen. What's no, his this name? Is the new kind. What's his name? Andrew. Hey, yeah, Andrew. No, no, no. You don't. You don't understand. This is the new shit. This is <laughs> Supreme. This is hot. You don't, you don't want Supreme. You want Supreme. It sounds like your kids are getting ready to perform at Coachella next year. Right. And how, okay, so here's a. Credit those brands, though, man, for how well they're marketing these kids. Oh, yeah. New wow. pair of Jordans. He's eight. Yeah, oh, here, he's, he probably already has six, seven pair. Did you buy them? I got yeah. I got oh. I got to call into question you. I got to be honest. <laughs> and I love you, and you're a very valuable part of what we do here. I mean it. Roberto, this is on you. Yeah, I agree. This is terrifying. He's eight years old. All right, let's keep going. What, oh, well, what's next? A vape pen. You going to get that for him, too? Now, this one seems <laughs> sort of reasonable. A Bob's Burgers Pro Skateboard. That seems reasonable. Yeah, that, that sounds normal. That sounds like, like what a kid, it, right? Yeah, like the first half of the list, <laughs> yeah. it sounded like a gift ideas for DJ Khaled. <laughs> now I see Bob's Burgers skateboard. That right. feels like an eight-year-old. Now he's an eight-year-old, yes. And I don't really know this store they were telling me about. What, a gift card to Zoomies? What is Zoomies? I've never heard is of that, that store like a before. a shoe store? Or is it? I don't know. But what, what is this kid? That's a skateboard store, right? Oh, okay. All right. Here's oh, what, all okay. right, then here's what I would do. You ready? I think you set the kid up with the skateboard and a bunch of skateboard stuff from Zoomies, right? Merry Christmas. The other one who's 12 probably earned the right to pick his video game system because he's going to be there. in the prime gaming well, years of life. they going to be able to use that. And that's it. But the rest of this stuff, 
Dude, I gotta be honest. I think you gotta sit down with your wife, have a conversation. This mm. is you're heading down a bad path. Up next at sixteen, yeah, I'd like a uh, a Maserati uh, Quattroporte. What? what? And, and no, here's you're the sixteen. Thing. At their ages, they know all these cars, names. They know. Oh, this is your fault. They know Rolex. See, they know, see what? Mike, crazy. Th- he's already on the path. He can't change. The, he it's over. He's done for. He has to either completely like, change their mind or that just stuff continue to cool. buy it. Oh man. Here's the other question. I never had a pair of Jordans in my life, by the way. But so. like, as a kid, <laughs> me either. As a kid, I had a real clue that my parents didn't make a lot of money. Yep. Now, look, we didn't. We moved. My parents bought their first house in '87, mm-hmm. so I was just turning seven years old, and the house was a complete damn near like teardown. Right? Everything. My dad did a ton of the work. Like I, dude, I just knew from a young age we didn't have a whole lot. Right. And that's okay. My parents kept immaculate care at home. The reason for saying it is the following: I had an idea as a kid, kind of what range we were in. <laughs> right. Like, I don't. These kids are eight and twelve. They gotta know. Mom and dad didn't invent Microsoft. Yep. How do you have the audacity as a kid to write down, "Dad, buy me a fifteen hundred dollars sweatshirt"? What do they think you do for a living exactly? I, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm some uh, mogul or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, what do you, I, I don't like. What am I missing here? You know, all right, Roberto. When you were growing up. You had an idea what your parents had and didn't have, right? Yeah, but I was I was kind of spoiled. Oh, there it is. Because I, you know, I was from a divorced parent, so it was always a one-upping, and oh, you know. <laughs> oh my god! So your kids' list. Are we done with this? Well, I, well, before that, can I? I want to read a couple of these to you, of uh, to reminisce on the most popular toys from when we were young, most popular Christmas gifts when we were young. But you know what the problem is? It's going to make us all look like assholes. Well, because these it was are like a low dollar. Everything right. on this list costs like two dollars. Dude, I, I got I got Lincoln <laughs> we were logs. Happy with I got Lincoln logs one year, and I was so pumped up, and my dad got <laughs> me a ping pong ball gun, and I would yeah, build the Lincoln cool. logs, yes. and I would put little little army men yes, in the windows and shoot them, and I'd hammer them with the ping pong balls. Yep. Right, so that makes me look like an asshole. Now, cutscene: his kid asking for Supreme. <laughs> yeah. And Gucci slippers. I, I mean, it just makes it's, us look yeah. terrible. Here, here's, different one, here's, level. One, here's one I was so excited to get when I got an Etch-A-Sketch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was an exciting year. <laughs> Speak and spell. Oh, yeah. Oh, remember the sp- spirograph? Yes. I don't. That With one the I pens. Don't. I do. You draw the circles. Yep. That was a good one. Can um, you imagine but, giving a kid today a slinky? <laughs> Can you imagine the debt stare that they would give you? They Merry would, Christmas! They would look at you yeah. like you love what, like what is this, like a plumber's tool? Hey, what is this? <laughs> hey, Dad, would you go scrapping? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or, like, think about it. like Because uh, I, I got to do this for um, our nephews. And, like, I'm more, I think I'm more excited than they'll be. But, like, I told my wife, I go, Mel, uh, let's go to the Leg- Lego store oh, and yeah. just shut it down. Like, yes. I, I remember well, that's the only place you can walk into now. There's no toy store anymore. Well, no, but here's the problem. I then I started looking at what like some of this stuff called. Some of the Legos main, are very yeah. expensive, right? And I was blown away. Yes. Oh yeah. Because then, well, here's the other thing too, and this is this is the truth now. Like when you're dating someone, I think you have to be cognizant of this. When you are buying for someone else's children, yep. you have to be cognizant of this. Or if you're a sibling, mm-hmm. and you are buying for someone else's. Um, uh, husband or wife, etc. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. You got to be very careful on what you do and don't do, and what you spend and don't spend. Yeah. Like you've got to almost be a freaking mind reader at Christmas. <laughs> like, okay, I think Bob will probably spend X on Cindy. Therefore, even though Cindy's my sister, <laughs> I cannot. I have to come in below that. Yes. So, like, you got to be like, I, I, I don't want to do it, but like, you got to sit down and go. Listen, I'm gonna go in the Lego store and probably lose my mind. Mm-hmm. Our, our nephews are great kids. I'm going to go in there and be like, oh, my God, I can buy a Lego Churchill Downs complete with stables? Yeah. Y- yes? Oh, yeah. But then you got <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Wait a minute. There's a six-foot-tall Secretariat yeah. Lego set? You could do that. No, you sure. can't do that. That's absolutely outrageous. Do you know what this crap costs? But my point is, could you imagine handing most kids today Legos? 
I remember when the pirate well, Legos came hot. out. It was unbelievable. Yeah, my really kids still do popular. Legos. I mean, they yeah, do I, sets. They don't do the yeah. main. I probably got twenty G's of Legos in my basement. Yeah, same here. But wait a second, your kids don't like Legos. Though. Well, they, I think they're kind of just now getting eight years old. Or they have enough. We have tubs and tubs. I have an eight year old that still loves to do it. Eight year old kid, man, that was prime Army man mm-hmm. deal. Lincoln Logs. Yeah, yep. here's Lincoln Logs, and then there was you know. G.I. Joe, Transformers, Masters um, of the Universe. Unbelievable. That, well, see, that was my wheelhouse. Yeah. Transformers were unreal as yeah. a kid. But see, today, now, now you hand a kid an action figure. They're going to look at you They like, want the life-size Transformer well, they got the now. Marvel, all the Marvel yeah. and DC movies. No, they have a lot of product. Roberto's kids stuff. think Optimus Prime is actually showing up <laughs> at the house yeah. with <laughs> Michael Bay. Uh, he, he's going to sit in our backyard all year, right? They think Optimus Prime is a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sc- I, you know what's funny? Sully has been dead silent during this. This makes no, I'm just me... taking it all in with it. With the, I, I don't okay. have kids, so I'd say if anything, I'm just scared. Okay, to, so to here's a question: Sully add up all the dollar, oh, add up all the dollar amounts we so spend in one day. All you guys were into sports as little kids, so Christmas time, birthday. What would be like the sports toys from back in the day? Mm. Starting know, back lineup. then, yeah, starting lineup was huge, or like the handheld games. But back then, yeah. it was just yeah. like. Just, cards. When I was real young, like starter had just come about, and yep. like everybody had the pullover with the marsupial pouch or yep. a starter cap. You, you know, know what like, I had? Tampa Bay Lightning starter jacket. The first year, black that they were, with the white and blue inserts, uh, just all black oh, with the yeah. logo on the oh, back. Nice. See, that's when I wore jerseys. That's so the I did. Roman. Jer- yeah, I would have jerseys. I did jerseys. Give me a Barry jersey, Grant Hill jersey, mm-hmm. stuff like that. That was what I was doing. Jerseys or like uh, Madden or Two K. Of course. Well, yeah, once video games, once that was the deal. Yeah, there's nothing I mean, wrong like, with that. That's not a Gucci pair of slippers <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, I was asking for Felis. Grant Hill Felis. That's well, like, it. When your wife looks at and that list. And this is list. probably a little older than us. Remember, like, the, remember the, the football table that would vibrate with all the little guys on it? Yeah. Yes. That's pretty Electronic cool, football, yeah. yeah. See, I think there's certain kids you can actually throw a retro curveball in there and they might appreciate it. I just don't think Roberto's kids are those kids. No, they passed that. I mean, they would be, be in there for, for a few minutes, but... Yeah. No, I think there is a real problem with kids these days. That that is a Christmas list that did not exist years ago. But I, I think that speaks directly to marketing. These brands market these kids, social media, TV, internet. That's no, it's that's, like that's what these, they see is cool. It's all these teenagers, these YouTube kids that right. have like millions right. of views, and they're wearing all this stuff, and they're talking about all this stuff, and I don't know where the hell the money's coming from. Well, but, then go uh, to them, your kids, and say, "Do you have a job?" If you don't have a job, don't expect to wear <laughs> what he's viral. wearing. You can buy whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, go viral, buy whatever <laughs> oh you want. God. But that's what they think is cool. Maybe See, maybe David and I thought a uh, some sort of a jersey was cool, yeah. right? They think a Gucci yeah. slider is cool at that age. So what role? See, wow. this is this is I don't even know about Gucci. About, just like a just nice, nice bottle of cologne. What happened to that? Oh, Roberto back in 93 got a <laughs> bottle of Obsession. <laughs> some Aqua de Jo. <laughs> Leech had that on the other day. <laughs> Can you, can you imagine if you handed a 12-year-old a bottle of Dracar Noir? Oh, man. Well, it's just like, I, I don't... Calvin CK1. I, 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 yeah. just, I guess it transitions into a separate conversation, but it's it's one of those things where I, I look at it and I'm like, I, I just would... My, my kids would be from outer space mm-hmm. if I have kids. Because I can't... If I got that list for my kids for Christmas, I would sit them down and I would basically break them down completely, yep. verbally. Like... Yep. You, you, your your priorities are completely fucked, mm-hmm. and yep. I will not abide this, and uh, we're fixing this right now. See, but it wouldn't get to that, though. You would have already, they would have known before now to put a list like that together. Roberto has already, he's down the rabbit hole already. It's too late. What have you and This has been going done? on for years. No, but you had a point, though, saying like, hey, you never know until you put it on there. Sky's the limit when you make your yeah, list. Yeah, but you to know. a point, though, you already know what you can. Like, I knew one big item. So I had my one big item and then certain other things that I knew I was probably not right. going to get. Dude, but it's also like, yeah, y- exactly, David. You know what your parents have and don't have. Yeah. What I want to do when we get closer to Christmas I'll keep everyone abreast of the situation and what I'm purchasing. I want to revisit, but I also, I want to know what the most popular gifts are right now for kids. I want to see what that list looks well, like. We have, yeah, I have a list here from USA Today, the Amazon's top 25 holiday gifts for kids for 2018. And there's nothing over, nothing on this list is over $150. Yeah, but what's the age group on that list? Because things change. Things are different. Yeah. They might put a, compile the entire list. Let me hear some of them. 
you know, Legos are still huge. There's a Harry Potter. Wait a minute. So Legos are still huge. Yeah, yeah. it's a hundred bucks. I'm excited. Yeah. Hundred bucks. Is it wrong? I'm excited to go to the Lego store. No, like I, I can't wait to do it. Well, I took my kids to the Legos to the Lego Land up uh, in the area. It is great. Wait, I enjoyed it more than they what's did. What's Lego Land? Lego Land is is a like a play area. You can go inside. They have videos, and then they have <laughs> then they have an area for everybody to just build things no, with other you can, kids. You can jump into a big thing of Lego. No, no, I don't. No. Like, yeah, yeah, and end up like ripping up your skull. Where's Johnny? You ever you can dive head first into some Lego? I know this is totally unrelated, but I will tell you this: you ever step on a Lego? Yes. Oh, holy worse. shit! That's the yes. worst. Oh my god! The only thing that's worse is when you step on a Nyla bone from your dog. I'm used. Oh that my god! Worst. That happens every day in my house because yeah, there's Legos step, all so, around. Yeah. The house. Yeah. Yes. What else? Here's here's a two hundred dollar item. Is a Nerf rival gun that holds two hundred rounds of Nerf. uh, Love it. Balls. Love it. I want that. But see, I would pair that with like (sighs) Army Men or something. Now here's the problem with that: those little Nerf balls, the dog. Just rips those to shreds. You get the uh, dog you have, to those. Yeah, you would have trouble. So with when that. the kids shoot them, they got to pick them up immediately. That's gonna go poorly. And they probably don't do that. So. And not a big things here are these like robots. Um, what? Yeah, that's uh, 179 bucks. Cosmo robot. Uh, Cosmo robot with the personality expressing hundreds of emotions. He knows your name. Can play games. Let me ask you this. Hey, here's an idea. They have a brother. Go outside and make right. a fucking friend. They no, have a brother. Talk no, to each other. Over. Nobody does that. Look anymore. at it. Look, most uh, most adults don't know how I can't talk to each other. I mean, Sully swiped his way to sex. Back in the day, you had to talk to someone to potentially have sex. Oh, I know. Sully now he sends a picture of his right. ass and a winky wink. <laughs> not not not. And an, egg, and an eggplant emoji. A and the next thing you know, I'm here. Bed. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember when you actually had to have like a good rap? <laughs> hey, what are you up to? Eggplant emoji, hammer. Oh. <laughs> I know how Sully rolls. <laughs> you, guys, you guys wish that was around when you were around. Kids, I are, do. Believe it's, me, it's, kids you know, a machine. I, oh man, I wish. Not that anymore, was but like I was. That. I wish Tinder was around back then, man. <laughs> what else is on this list? What? Uh, You know, there's a lot of gamers. You know, Monopoly's still big. Like, what do you buy if you have a daughter? Like, what do young girls? Yeah, they want all this. Like, there's like glam, glitter. No, no, but I'm saying like, like we've seen the difference between Roberto's list for his two sons, right? And then like what we wanted is young dudes, right? Uh, what the hell do young girls want? Yeah, like oh my, my, my kids' age, I wonder what girls want. They want like uh, Louboutin shoes or they want. <laughs> no, I have a 12 year old goddaughter. She just wants, you know, certain style of socks, popular socks, you know, the, socks? High, the high socks. I don't, know, it's very, it's, I don't know what fashion is for girls. It's something that they're wearing. You don't know what it is for guys yes. either. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> God, you came in here looking like a big plum yesterday. Okay. I like that shirt today, though, David. That's nice. <laughs> He looked like Clyde Frazier on yesterday's show. Gotcha. <laughs> Love you, David. I can wear it. Uh, you can't. That <laughs> shirt should have came with free admission to the discotheque. Oh, you would love that admission, wouldn't you? You should have had that shirt at least like five buttons down. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, have you seen me? You want five buttons down? <laughs> <laughs> little little extra taco meat for everybody. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, what else is on this list? Um... Little Bits Avengers Hero Inventor Kit for $150. What the hell is that? I don't even know what that is. Avengers? The kit get, gets kids excited about STEM circuitry and programming. Oh, this is a real nerd gift. Jesus. With more than 18 activities that are explained through a companion app with video tutorials and step-by-step uh, instructions. We, 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 we have Kids lost. receive hero training from the Avengers. We have lost cabin pressure. That's pretty cool. Hearing this stuff just shows the disconnect between me... And society, and then me and other parents. Like, if I have kids, it won't go down this way in our home. My wife and I wouldn't allow it. Like, it's just, I hear some of this shit, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me with this. Because you know what I constantly do? I think about what my mom and my dad would say. Mm-hmm. I think about, like, can you imagine if, if oh, well, what, what, did, what did you get little Bob for uh, Christmas? Oh, we got him some Gucci slides. Mm. My dad, my mom, my mom would literally look me dead in the eye and go, "You're an asshole." <laughs> like seriously, it's 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 asinine. Nope. 
And there are families that are going to buy their kids who are 8 and 12, this kind of stuff. I you know. want Gucci slides, here's an idea. Slide your ass to college. Yep. <laughs> and go, go get a career for yourself. Yep. Winter's here, and that means energy bills are rising. You can reduce your power bill with help from Power Home Solar, the number one residential solar provider in Michigan and one of the top solar installation companies in the entire USA. Power Homes installs American-made panels with a 30-year warranty. It allows you to own your power, not just continually rent it from a power company. As an official partner of the Detroit Lions, the company installed solar panels at Ford Field, and the Allen Park facility earlier this year and seeks to continue building a movement towards cleaner, greener energy by seeing if solar is right for your home. Go to powerhome.com. That's powerhome.com. Or you can give them a call, 1-800-SOLAR-15. That's 1-800-SOLAR-15 to schedule your free solar consultation today. Don't rent your power. Own it with help from Powerhome. All right, as always, we do our power rank, a busy weekend in the NFL, and a shakeup in the power rankings for me. So, you know the drill. We'll go 5-1. to one. At 5, I'm going to keep the Patriots there. Um, a workmanlike performance. Like, this is just what they do. They're like the old warrior who's hard to knock out. Like, the signs of, of regression are there. Um, the running game, more important than ever for them because Brady's kind of being turned into a real game manager. But look what they do. On most Sundays, Belichick is still capable of out-scheming. And while the talent on this team is nowhere near vintage Patriots, they went out, took Adam Thielen out, take the Vikings out, and they just do their job. And, and I've talked about it. It's a great stat from R.J. Bell um, out in Vegas Insiders, I believe. And it's, if you would just bet the Patriots every week since they won the Super Bowl in 03, Call it $1,000 a game, round number, right? You'd be up $46,000. They just do the work. They just do the job. Uh, and I have to leave them at five. I think the talent is the issue. But Belichick is still Belichick. And Brady, yeah, he's still capable of one more run, but I still have doubts. Uh, but I have him at five. Number four, maybe I'm letting my heart get in the way of it, but I, I, I have been a believer in these guys all year, and I know some people have given me flack for it, but my gritty bolts. The Chargers go into Pittsburgh, get a big win, comeback fashion on a night where they don't have one of their three best players in Melvin Gordon, on a night where the running game really didn't work outside of Justin Jackson's 118-yard carry, um, and on a night where it was a very uneven performance. I mean, it's very rare you see a team thrive and win a road game targeting Keenan Allen 19 times and no one else really does anything. But Phillip Rivers is having the best season of his life. I've never felt that he's ever been in more control than he is now. Uh, the defense looks transformed. Bosa being back to go with Melvin Ingram. I think this is a Charger team that if we're talking about a wild card that is going to do damage in the NFL, the Chargers are that team. I think they're the only wild card that is truly capable of making the Super Bowl. And they are a well-put-together, really talented roster. And again, we're forgetting about a guy like Derwin James, who's set to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. Love the Bolts. Impressive win on Sunday. I have them at number four. Number three, I've had to knock the Chiefs down. The Kareem Hunt news, it matters. Now, I don't think it's a death sentence by any way, shape, or, or, or form. I don't think it's going to end their season. Spencer Ware is capable of being a feature back. Remember, he was supposed to be last year before he got hurt. Can he be most of what Kareem Hunt is? 60%? 70%? Yeah, I think so. And overall, it's a system. Andy Reid and that offense is a system. It's predicated on aggression, you know, spacing, and really diversity and throwing it all over the place. And Mahomes is still going to be capable of doing it. The problem I have with the Chiefs, losing Hunt, one thing, the defense is just, it's another. I mean, 33 points to the Raiders. The back end of this defense has got problems. I think it's going to be their undoing. And they, look, maybe, maybe they make it all the way to the Super Bowl. I just think the top two teams that I likely think are waiting there for them, you're not going to win a shootout with those two teams. Number two, it's the Rams. Sloppy this weekend in Detroit. Didn't love the performance. Thought Jared Goff played his D 
uh, game. Just not a fan of it. And I, they didn't look focused to me off that that 10-day break. Uh, so you knew the Saints had lost the, the Thursday, and you knew you had it, the, the ability to clinch the West and wait, you know get that driver's seat for home field. Uh, didn't like the way they played. But still, you got the best offensive mind in the game in Sean McVay. You've got an offense that is well-balanced. And the concern with them is, of course, the defense. They're still, you can run on them. The back end without a Gabe Tlaib is still porous. I, I think they're a better version of the Chiefs, but I still am very worried about Jared Goff in a big spot. Chips down, big moment, playoffs. I got to see it to believe it with him. And number one, I'm not moving them. I know they lost to the Cowboys. I understand if some people would take them down here, but I'm not. The Saints are still the best football team I've seen all year long. After losing in week one, they simply went out and won for basically three straight months. The Cowboys were designed to beat them. Control the clock, run the ball, shorten the game. Breeze had an off night. Overall, the Saints can still run it. They can still pass it. And they have the best offensive-defensive combo in football. The defense is not dominating. There are no dominating defenses. It's the National Football League. And I know what you're saying. Oh, what about the Bears? Yeah, they gave up like 30 to the Giants yesterday, so I don't want to hear it. The Saints are the best football team in the league. One loss doesn't shake me. And I still think right here and right now, that's your Super Bowl champion. So the power rank, post-week 13, Patriots at 5, my Bolts at 4, Chiefs at 3, Rams at 2, Saints at 1. All right, guys, Sully here. And if you're like me, going out with your friends, having fun with your friends, having a few drinks, well, a buddy of mine introduced me to Coppercraft Distillery last year. They're in Holland, west side of the state, and I loved it. I'm a big bourbon guy, so I was very excited to learn that the team at Coppercraft wanted to be supporters of our podcast. They're new to market straight bourbon whiskey. It's my favorite. Drink it at my house all the time. Combines barrels of four and 11-year-old bourbons to create a rich and smooth flavor. And I'm not the only one who loves it. I'm telling you, it's an award-winning premium bourbon 2018 Spirit of the Year, Best Spirit of the Year by Quality. A lot of awards they're winning here. And it recently earned Coppercraft Distillery the title of 2018 Michigan Bourbon Distillery of the Year. If you haven't tried it, you definitely have to check it out. It's a Michigan product, and they source the best ingredients. They age it properly. Now, don't tell Kentucky, but good bourbon, damn good bourbon, can be found right here in Michigan. Check out Coppercraft's award-winning bourbons online at coppercraftdistillery.com. And find a store near you. Coppercraft Distillery, Holland, Michigan. Never when it's young, only when it's ready. That's episode four. Do us a favor. Hit that subscribe button. Drop us a review. Pass it along. Need your support on it? The more we get, the more we do. Thanks for listening. See you next week.